the little things. I recently heard something that caught my attention. It wasn't anything extraordinarily profound, but it was incredibly pragmatic and practical. It came from an individual who had been addicted to drugs. Notice I said had been because now they were free and clear. God had miraculously saved their life. Here is what they said. Give the little things to God and the bigger things will get easier. The struggle with Christians in general is that we wrestle with giving God control of our lives. We hear it in church, on Christian radio, in devotional readings, and religious culture in general. Trust God and give him control of our lives. The question is, why is that such a big deal? Why can't we just let go and let God? We say it is because we are control freaks and need to be in charge. Others say it's just hard to let go because I get anxious. But when I heard the saying, It sparked an idea that I thought was useful. If we give God the small stuff, it would act as training ground for the big stuff. I know the concept to be true. Here's why. Babies crawl before they walk. They walk before they run. They drink milk before eating real food. Before we can count to a million, we have to be able to count to two. The concept is in everything we do. So if we could learn how to let God have the small stuff, the bigger stuff would not be as difficult. Now, For all of you seasoned saints out there, I know God should control it all and that it is what we are called to do. However, a person does not become a seasoned saint without seeing God operate in the small things along the way. We learn to trust him because God has proven himself to be faithful. Through every event, we've come to trust the everyday nature of God. He's present and caring about what we go through. It's kind, it feels kind of like the parent who says to their child, you can trust me. You can trust me. Tell me, baby, what's going on with you? But the child responds, I'm okay. I'm okay, mama. I'm okay, daddy. When really they long to fall into their parents' arms and be loved, but something in them won't trust the love that's being offered. Whatever the reason, whatever the cause, some call it pride and others call it fear. Whatever the name, the love being offered is still the same. It is a love that will not fail. As a matter of fact, it has a built-in fail-safe. God has given us grace for our failure so that we can always approach him with boldness. And maybe that is the problem. We don't give God the small things because we think The small things are big things, but here's the problem. God cares about it all, and there are no big or small items with God. They're just things. One of my favorite verses or accounts in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 18, when the Lord came to tell Abraham that he was going to have a son, and Sarah overheard the conversation. She, looking at her her situation, thought to herself, who are you kidding? We are old. Not just a little old, but real old. It literally would take a miracle to pull that off. Here is the account starting with verse 12. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. 
The problem with Sarah's interpretation of the situation was her understanding of what she heard and who said it. She thought she was just overhearing some men talking to her husband. I don't know if she peeked out to see who they were or not. The Bible says she was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. So there is a great, great possibility that she did not witness the guest firsthand. This is a problem for us as well. Because we have not gotten a chance to witness God or his works firsthand, we struggle sometimes with believing the promises he offers. They seem to be too marvelous or incredible to believe. To trust that the sovereign God of the universe will present, will be present in our everyday matters can really stretch the imagination. So in practicality, it's just hard to believe. Another thing, Sarah looked at her situation and determined that it was too much for God to turn around. She saw her age as an obstacle. God saw it as an opportunity to show his power and commitment to honor his word. Whatever we face, big or small, adds to the value of God in our lives. When we let God determine the size of our problems, we will find out that there is no problem too big for God. For Sarah, her age was an insurmountable obstacle. It was beyond her capacity and therefore impossible. The response of the Lord was, is there anything too hard for God? One of the interpretations of the text was, is there anything too wonderful or marvelous for God? This idea speaks to the capacity of God to do things that frankly just blows our minds. Sometimes God just wants to show off so that we'll learn to trust him more. Sarah didn't understand that her body and all that she was rested in the power and care of God. She didn't realize that her lot in life was to produce the purpose of God for a people yet to be. She only saw where she was. She only saw the frailty of the situation and not the power of God. And that's where we stand as we face the things in our lives. But the more we give it over to God, the greater the spectacle. The more we see God do wonderful and marvelous things in our lives. Now, here's another text to consider. Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 26 and 27 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Looking over into the future of Israel, Jeremiah wondered, Was there any hope for their situation? God responds back with an emphatic answer. Behold, or look intently, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Ask yourself that question the next time you wonder about whether or not you can trust God with the things of your life. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church, Indian Trail, Marshville, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Food.